if I couldn't physically be there and I was worried about Patrick, I would just send Cece in there and I would like, I wouldn't be worried anymore. I knew that she had it handled. I knew that when Patrick was with Cece, he was safe. Hi, dog-loving friends. Welcome back to Rescued by a Dog, the podcast about dogs that have actually saved their owners' lives. I'm Laura, host of the podcast, and I need to ask for your help. If you're able to support the podcast with just $5 a month, please go to patreon.com backslash rescued by a dog podcast. You will become a founding member of the Rescued by a Dog community, and you'll receive exclusive access to extra content. Your contribution will allow me to continue sharing these uplifting, heart-swelling stories. Again, that's Patreon, spelled P as in Patrick, A-T-R-E-O-N, so patreon.com backslash rescued by dog podcast. You can cancel at any time, so theoretically you could just give $5 for one month and then cancel your membership, and that would still be helpful. Now we're going to hear two stories from powerful young women. First, Pup CC teaches a bereaved sister to change the world. Ah, oh, can you hear me? Hi, I can. Hi. It's Mags, right? Yes. Laura? Yes. yes. It's Laura, thank you so much for talking to me today. Of course, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Cool. Okay, so um, why don't you start out by telling me the name of the dog that we're going to talk about and okay. what did they look like? So the name of the dog that we'll be talking about is Cece, and Cece was a black lab mix, very medium size, very typical black lab, but with a whole bunch of other stuff. Why don't you tell me the story of how your brother, what your brother's life was like before he met Cece and how she changed him? Okay. So before Patrick found Cece... He found her, I believe he was in like seventh or eighth grade. I understand that seventh to eighth grade was around when he started to kind of shut down and just have a lot of those like anxiety, depression, symptoms and episodes. And I think that he he had moments of joy. He totally did with his best friends, with us, with his animals. But I think that there, I mean, depression, there were just so many moments where it, that possibility for joy was harder to get. Um, then I guess one day my parents dropped Ben, and Ben is my oldest brother. They dropped Ben and I off to go visit somewhere with my grandpa. And on their way back, they passed this, like outdoor fair for adopting pets in on a parking lot on like the side of a highway. So random from what I know, we always adopt dogs. So it was a shelter and it just, it was a sunny day, I guess in July. And they had all the little like puppies outside and like the little wrapped around cages. And it was just like a little adoption fair they got there and he picked up this dog and just instantly saw that smile return to his face. And the story that I always hear is that is the first time my parents saw Patrick smile in so long. And it was just such a big smile that, you know, there's no way they could say no. <laughs> that dog was that dog was his and that dog was Cece was coming home. What did they like to do together? 
he would teach her how to use the slide. <laughs> so she, it was so cute. She loved it. He would like help her. They'd walk up the stairs together and then he would like go down first and then she'd like follow and just go down the slide. Um, I think that also whenever he would have bad days or just need to get out of the house, I remember he would get in the car, bring Cece with, and they'd just go somewhere. They'd go walk or just go for a drive. But also more importantly, she was there for him in the house when he couldn't get out of the house. So what would she do for him in those moments? So I actually often tell this story about how one day when Patrick came home from school and was just so overwhelmed. I don't know if something had happened at school that day or if it was just everything he was fighting in his head, but he lied down in the hallway, face down on the floor and just cried. And I sat there and I had no idea what to do. I was 15 at the time. And that's when I realized all I need to do is sit there. That's exactly what Cece does. It's the feeling of knowing that a living presence was there to unconditionally love and support and guide you and just be there with you. That's all she needed to do. She just was so excited and happy to be with him. And she would just lie on him and, you know, he'd like be on his phone, but she'd just be lying there and I mean, if she was a little shih tzu, that would make sense, or like a chihuahua, but (laughs) this is a full-grown black lab who would just lie on top of Patrick, and they were just together, and he would walk around the house and like hold her over his shoulder, again, would make sense if this was a little dog, but like a big grown black lab that would just be chilling on Patrick's shoulder. (laughs) If I couldn't physically be there, and I was worried about Patrick, I would just send Cece in there and I would, like, I wouldn't be worried anymore. I knew that she had it handled. I knew that when Patrick was with Cece, he was safe. So we lost Patrick in May of 2020. He was 18. It was the end of his senior year and um, he was doing well. He was doing very well, but he had a bad day and He just, he had a bad day and that was that. And we lost him to mental illness. Um, And in the moments of losing him, he was in hospice for about a day. But I have memories of walking outside with my mom and we were talking about how this GoFundMe was started and she was like, I want to do something. Like, I want to do something. And I thought originally maybe we could pay for therapy something but then I was like Patrick hated therapy like why why would we do that that wouldn't be honoring him in a way he would be proud of so we we thought we had to do something with dogs the way that we would love and care for Patrick and the way that he was mo- he felt loved the most through dogs through his animals so we created an organization called Pause for Patrick We grant people ESAs in whatever capacity they need. So whether it's an animal itself or just an ESA letter so that they can live with the animal or funding for this, training, whatever they need, um, we provide that. And it's just like our way of when we would 
send Cece to Patrick to make sure he was safe. We're now able to send all these animals to people across the country to ensure that they have this new level of joy and happiness and comfort and best friend in the form of a furry animal or sometimes a snake as or a bird. <laughs> We've done those too. Where do you get your dogs from? All over. We encourage shelter dogs just because Patrick loved them so much and he only ever got them. We only ever got them. Uh, so we'll pay up to $500 for an animal because you can get a shelter dog for $500. We have connections with all different shelters and places all over. Where do you think Patrick would have been if, if you had never gotten CC? Like, do you think his life would have been different for those five years? Yeah, we often talk about just like little moments or things and Cece is one of them. Although Patrick's story ended way earlier than it should have, I think that without Cece, it's very possible that we would have lost those extra five years of happiness and family love that we did gain when getting her. All animals in our house, especially our dogs, have always been a source of so much love and joy. Like even with the shutdown of COVID back in 2020, which was just a few weeks before Patrick's passing, they we loved that time. We loved that time spending together as a family and with our animals. There was one day where we just we did like the pet Olympics and we all were paired up with an animal and like went through these different challenges and courses. It was so funny. But it's one of my greatest memories with my family. And it was just so simple as being locked in our house and playing a little game with our dogs. But it brings me so much joy to just think back upon and laughter. And it was a really great time. If Cece were here and understood human English, what would you like to say to her? Well, I would have to say thank you, of course. Obviously, since she's up in heaven with my other loved ones, I'd tell her to go give some cuddles and love to Patrick. But thank you would be my most important message to her. What about Patrick? If he were here, what would you like to say to him? Oh, gosh, so much. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I think my first things would be that I hope we are making him very proud. Hi friends, now we're gonna hear from Morgan who suffered from panic attacks so debilitating that she became unable to attend school classes until Paws for Patrick helped her to get her pup, Mescal, certified as a service dog. Hi Morgan. Hi. How you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good, thank you so much for talking to me. Yeah, absolutely, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Well, why don't we start by having you tell me what's the name of the dog we're going to talk about today and what do they look like? Yeah, his name is Mescal. Um, he's a golden retriever, but uh, not not your typical looking one. He's he's really, really dark red. Um, a very handsome, handsome boy. I got him a week before lockdown um, in 2020. <laughs> he was seven weeks old. What was it about Mescal that drew you to him? You know, I really liked just how calm he was pre-lockdown. Pre I was living on campus 
Um, I had been struggling with classes and anxiety before anyone heard anything about COVID, but it was spring break and uh, campus had told everybody who had left for spring break not to come back. Yeah, it was, it was just a stressful time, as everybody knows. So I have struggled with severe anxiety and panic attacks um, really since middle school. And uh, in high school, I was really into cross-country mountain biking. Um, I was racing with the high school league, and um, I was doing really, really well. My end of my junior year, I finished second in the state, and uh, I was offered a couple full ride scholarships. And there was a good chance that I could have followed this and gone pro if I wanted to after I graduated. Um, but something that stopped that came to a screeching halt is um, because I had been so active, uh, I had been developing uh, arthritis in my hip. And I had to get my hip replaced um, my senior year of high school. Um, and that did not help at all with uh, the mental state, just with all with my anxiety, with performance in school, because no matter how well I wanted to do in school, I wasn't doing that well. And the thing with with the with the hip, too, it was it was something I knew would happen eventually. I knew I needed it to be replaced. But I've been told that it wouldn't happen until I was 30. So I had these expectations and didn't get anywhere close. One day I I was just in class, normal day in high school. And I had been slightly anxious and I guess people described me as nervous before that, but it had never really limited my ability to interact or function or do anything. But there was one day my junior year of high school I was in my English class and I was asked to come to the front of the room and answer a question in front of everybody. I'd done it in this class many times before. I knew everybody in there. I was totally comfortable with everyone there. Uh, but for whatever reason, this one time I had my first panic attack. I was standing up there. I The, the answer to this question was in my head. I knew what the answer was. Um, and when I realized something was wrong, I just, I tried to say the answer in front of everybody and no words came out. And at that point, I noticed my heart rate. It was like I was exercising. It was just insanely high. And I, my hands also started to shake and sweat. I stood up there for a few minutes. It just kept getting worse and worse. And thankfully, my teacher noticed and she pulled me out into the hall where I sat in the hallway and over and over my head, like, what's wrong with me? Like, what's going to happen? Is something like physically wrong with me? And I just remember sitting on the floor crying and I couldn't talk. I had uh, a really good friend out there with me. I had the teacher out there with me. And they kept trying to talk me through it, but I just, I couldn't catch a breath. I couldn't get any words out. It was just totally consuming. And it's all my body could do at that moment. That that first panic attack probably lasted a good 40 minutes for me before I was able to regain control and start thinking through what had happened. And from that moment, I started having very, very frequent panic attacks and my anxiety got so bad 
that I really just never wanted to leave my room. But yeah, still to this day, I'm not entirely sure what caused it. The only thing I can come up with is school, and that's where it's always been the worst. You know, in high school, it's so easy to compare yourself to others. And I think I I just started doing that and realizing that there were people outperforming me. I left, I moved across the country to go to college and all of my anxiety came with me. I was hoping that would be like a, a cure. Um, it wasn't, but uh, I basically, my freshman year, I had just been really struggling. Nothing had really changed for me. Uh, it got to the point where I wouldn't leave my dorm room um, because I was so anxious of going to class, going out to public, um, just scared that I was going to have a panic attack. And I did a bunch of research. I, I spoke to some people who had psychiatric service dogs and found out that I could train a dog to alert me of an oncoming panic attack, as well as help regulate those attacks and potentially help me come out of them. So that is what I got him a scowl for when he was still really young, just only a few months old at this point. Uh, and it was the first time I noticed that he was able to notice when I was anxious. Um, but what had happened was I had left my dorm for a few days and what campus was doing if uh, people hadn't used their cards to unlock the building um, is that they would block your access to the building. So I tried to come back into the building and uh, found out I was locked out. Um, so I contacted campus and they basically said that they couldn't do anything for me and that I was locked out of my room. So I had been staying with a, uh, my my boyfriend um, at his place and I had to go back there that night and I just remember that night stressing because all, all of my personal property was in that room I had been planning on staying in Montana year-round um, living on campus and I just remember sitting sitting on the ground about to you know freak out about to have a panic attack and he just comes in and it was one of the few times at this point that he uh, had really shown any attachment towards me and um, he laid in my lap. And at that time, that's just what I needed. It was perfect. And he pulled me out of that. When I have a panic attack, usually I uh, sit down to steady myself and he knows that if I get on the ground and he's with me that uh, he needs to lay in my lap or even if I go as far as laying on my back he'll lay on my chest and just give some of that deep pressure therapy just having that weight on me really helps me regulate my uh, heart rate and bring it down when I uh, am in class I would uh, kind of hit myself over and over in my thigh, on my thigh, like soft, like soft punches, um, just over and over, and I don't even notice I'm doing it. Or if I just scratch in one spot for a long time, he would also notice that one. If he notices any repetitive movements or an increased heart rate, 
Uh, he will either nudge me with his nose or um, he kind of will hit me with his paw over and over until I pay attention to what he's trying to tell me. And if it's early enough, just knowing that something's happening uh, is enough for me to kind of calm myself down before an attack would happen. Um, if he tells me and it's a little too late, it just helps me remove myself from that situation. He's just such a le- level-headed dog. Being around him really helped me calm down. Um, the longer I had him, the easier I found it to break out of my my comfort zone. I just I I didn't no longer had the option to sit in one spot and just stress about things that I didn't need to stress about. He helped me meet people too. You know, it's uh, moving to a new city. I, I moved somewhere where I didn't know anyone. I wanted fresh start, and that was definitely stressful. I didn't totally realize what I was getting into as far as not knowing anyone. Um, but turns out. A puppy or dog is a a great icebreaker going on walks, uh, you know, having that responsibility of taking care of another living creature helped me take care of myself a bit more. Yeah, actually, he's he's helped so much. I my anxiety is probably I'd go as far to say like a a tenth of what it was um, when I first got him. I totally a different person and he's the main main reason for that. Arguably his favorite activity is uh he well he loves to swim of course. He's a golden retriever. But when he swims, he likes to dive for rocks. Just fully submerge himself under the water and pop up with a rock and he'll collect a little pile on shore. And then does he do anything with them once they're on the shore? He doesn't know. He just leaves them in a neat little pile and goes back for another one. Are you able to be active now? I am. My new hip is better than my original one ever was. Um, It gave me a full range of motion. I'm back to mountain biking. Not nearly at the level I was at, but I do it as a hobby now and I really enjoy it. We, we went for a hike a while back, just the two of us. And, you know, he was just so happy, having so much fun. It was this hike up into the mountains, and the end of the hike is at this alpine lake. We just get there, and he gets even more excited. Just jumps into the water, uh, immediately brings me a rock, and wants me to throw it. And I just remember being so at peace and so happy in that moment, being in that beautiful area with my amazing dog, being healthy. It was just, it was just a great moment for me. Let me see you, pretty boy. Oh my goodness. Who's a handsome boy? Oh, he's just closing his eyes and pushing into you. Yeah. You're a good boy, huh? If Mescal could understand human English perfectly, what would you like to say to him? Well, on a funny note, I would like to tell him to stop grabbing rocks because he broke a tooth grabbing a rock. But I would also like to thank him for being so patient and understanding with me and for just enjoying life with me.